1: Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST code ACAST.
2: It's the Roundball Rock Podcast starring Dave Schilling. Yinka Dare, Sharon Wright, Joey Devine, Dickie Simpkins, Antonio Lang, Sean Keen, Galen Nickerson, Colleen Reeves musical guest the
3: delphonics and now the temporary host of round ball rock Joey divine hi it's me Joey divine your temporary host of round ball rock don't know why I said it that way uh, I'm here as always for our Monday episode with my permanent co-host my best friend uh the Rock. What I don't know what I'm talking about. It would be weird if I was like Dwayne, the Rock Johnson. Uh <laughs> Sean King, Sean, how are you? I'm I'm good, Joey. Yeah.
4: Would uh, you say would you say The Rock is the Kevin Durant of the Fast and the Furious franchise for you?
3: Oh, excellent. Excellent. You know what? Like we gotta go through this actually. Okay. Um I think. Ooh. 'Cause like on
4: paper he improves the franchise and probably early on, but then you're like, how we there's a lot of scenes where the rock is like threatening to shove something up someone's ass. Oh,
3: and there was very clearly, just like our Draymond Green uh KD fight, um, uh-huh. midway through last year, a uh Rock versus Vin Diesel fight.
4: Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm.
3: except Vin Diesel is definitely Steph Curry. Um,
4: well, yeah, he's all about family,
3: right? Steph Curry is definitely the Vin Diesel of the Warriors. Um, and but he you know what? I do like, think yeah. Draymond Green is the Tyrese.
4: <laughs> well, he is very—he's very demonstrative. He's been there, you know. He's—he's—he's he's, he's not a recent addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Clay uh, but Thompson. who's Brian?
3: Is that Clay? No, I think that's Andre.
4: Yeah, I could see Andre being like a very – wouldn't you say that Brian's kind of like signature trait is uh, how calm and cool and collected he is yeah, yes. in a big situation? I could also see
3: Andre doing like a heist in uh, like a light hoodie. Clay Thompson is definitely Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, Because oh. he is the warrior also most likely to get amnesia. right. <laughs> you know like very clutch um you
4: know used to disappear in in big games but they retconned that away from (laughs) the actually
3: uh i think in this case uh harrison barnes is han yeah because he because he died he he didn't make it all the way
4: Uh, I think Nick Young is uh, the kid who's the lead in, in Tokyo Drift. Lucas Black.
3: Mm, interesting.
4: I don't know. I don't remember the character's name.
3: It's it's fine. Um, yeah. So like, who... It was
4: like, we thought he could lead the second unit. That wasn't right. Who is Gal Gadot? Hmm... Well, it's got to be Barbosa, right? Like a a Brazilian <laughs> who had a brief and thrilling run and then disappeared.
3: Yeah, okay. Uh I think
4: she's Brazilian in in the context of that. <laughs> oh no, she isn't Brazilian. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm she's, of, Yeah,
3: yeah. She's not Brazilian. I'm thinking sure. of Vin Diesel's partner. Uh Vin Diesel's partner? Oh, yeah, who? yeah, the Brazilian lady from the Yeah, yeah, who with the dead with the dead husband. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Barbosa, and his dead yeah. husband is Steve Nash. <laughs> uh, I think Gal Godot Part of me... Look, part of me wants to make an IDF joke and say Boogie Cousins. <laughs> well, that's Draymond, though. <laughs> well, no, Boogie also did the IDF. Look, oh, I didn't know. that. Here's the thing there's. about the... Look, Draymond catches a lot of flack for that, because people just started paying attention to that. But, um... It was a long-running, it's actually a long-running PR campaign that uh, any team Omri Caspi played for ended up playing, uh, ended up being, going to doing those IDF photos. Mm-hmm. um, And, like, Boogie's beautiful. And also uh, not in the franchise long enough, you know?
4: That's true, that's true. Like, he's going to be... Whisked away because we well, you know because he's too big a star to stay.
3: Right. Much yeah. like
4: Galco. <laughs> uh is Andrew is Andrew Boget the Jason Statham?
3: Unfortunately, I think Andrew bogut has to be ludicrous now, right? Or did I say a ludicrous? Did we say a ludicrous? Sean Livingston's
4: already? ludicrous. Oh yeah,
3: Sean Livingston is definitely ludicrous. Yeah. Um Andrew Bogut. so Bogut's like a bad guy. No, no. Oh, Andrew Bogut is the guy. Okay, uh, the Buster guy. Uh the guy who calls Brian O'Connor Buster, who gets away at the end of the first one, and then they go meet him in Brazil. Oh right. Oh, that guy who <laughs> yeah 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 really hurts his arm
4: during the botched uh, robbery. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So that's Bogut. Oh, they have to call him in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, when Bogut left left the franchise, his body was broken as well. <laughs> so, um. Okay, so. Oh, so you know, you know who Statham is actually. Who Statham is Kyrie Irving, because okay, so Kyrie <laughs> Irving mm-hmm. was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He did them sort of. An oblique solid in ditching LeBron.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah,
4: now yeah. he's gonna team up
3: with Kevin Durant Kevin in a Durant totally separate in a new franchise. franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um David West is either of the uh MMA fighting women. For sure. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think well he's gotta be the he's gotta be the good one, right? David West never turned on them.
3: Yeah, except she turns bad too. There's what good one. <laughs> They're both the MMA fighting women end up being bad. Oh, oh, cuz they fight well, Ronda start Rousey, start stealing. Ronda Rousey just is bad. Right. And then Gina Gina Carano, Carano. turns bad. Oh. Uh, I guess yeah, I can get... Look,
4: he is an MMA fighter, so yes. He's the G- he's I think he's the the Gina Carano okay. probably.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, Anderson Vergeau is Charlie's Theron because his hair's fucked up and he kind of <laughs> ruined things.
5: <laughs> um,
3: all right. We should do some business up at the, up at the yeah. top before we get to this episode. Oh, um, <laughs> tweet at us at roundrockpod. Email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Uh, donate to us on patreon.com uh, slash round of rock pod, which we actually have an announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon informed us we are not allowed to do a giveaway slash raffle anymore. So congratulations, yes. Kevin Solkowski, on being the only winner of a raffle, the Patreon <laughs> raffle. But to beef up the $10 tier, we are adding something amazing. uh. Sean, anyone who donates $10 above or above to the Round Ball Rock Patreon. that Once uh-huh. again, patreon.com slash Uh You know what they're going to get? Uh, I do, but tell me. <laughs> the Ghost of Don Pardo or Brooke and Robin Lopez will record your outgoing answering uh, message mm-hmm. uh, for and- your phone. Yeah, the only
4: the only restrictions are um, don't try to trick Brooke and Robin into saying some, like, white supremacy stuff. Right. Like they, they got Brett Favre
3: to do. Yeah, the ghost of Don Pardo will do that on his own. You don't have to trick <laughs> him into doing that. He's pretty old. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so just another reason to donate to our $10 tier uh, buttons still being designed. I promise they'll be out in the next week or two. Um, but other than that, uh, call us on the phone. Also, if you can't afford to donate, uh, give us five star reviews on iTunes. Uh, we like them. Makes us feel good. Uh, especially it's very weird. Again, I know you can give other podcasts one star reviews or even four stars, but not us. For whatever reason, iTunes says only five stars allowed. So I think it seems like a glitch. No, I what I think it is is uh
4: it it it's part of their new partnership with chartable.com.
3: Oh, the greatest website on earth. The
4: greatest website, yeah. yeah so
3: everyone's homepage. It's pretty <laughs> weird that every homepage uh, in the history of the internet is just chartable.com. <laughs> well
4: everyone everyone really wants to know how popular they are in Eastern Europe. <laughs>
3: um but Sean, should we start the show? Start the we kind of started the show. That Fast and the Furious thing was very... that's a very mid-Round Rock Pod bit. Something we, <laughs> we didn't really plan to do, but... um, In fact, you know what? Readers out there, who else... that this is going to be an ongoing thing. You send us a team, we'll tell you who they are in the Fast and the Furious universe. Right. Yes. Uh, only Fast and Furious. Like the Avengers are boring. That's boring and no fun. We're Fast. We're Fast fans. Yeah. Uh family first here Roundball Round Ball Rock. Uh, I, I Also we're every team Vin, so chugging Corona <laughs> after Corona. Uh also just so listeners know, we're team Vin Diesel. Um if yeah. if you're team Rock, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> um
4: also, we're, we're, um, I would say we're, we're not thrilled about, uh, the embrace of Han's murderer.
3: No, it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> They're good friend. Um, Sean, should we do our second ever episode of Tillman time? I think it's, yeah, let's do is it. Is it Tillman time? It's Tillman Check time. Check your watch. What time is it?
4: Uh, it's Tillman time, or it's time to stab someone in the throat. Right. Oh, that is Tillman time. Sorry.
0: It's Tillman time. That's right. Texas Tillman, Trump supporter, state house man, and billionaire buyer. Houston Rockets motherfucker. Tillman time. How does Tillman describe himself? A motherfucker. <laughs> All I do is win, win, win. Tillman time.
3: All right, Sean. Welcome to Tillman time. The only podcast uh, segment, I believe on the basketball internet, that covers what is up with Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Houston Rockets, the enemy of this podcast. Um, first off again, before we say anything, uh, we should point out the round ball rock meetup. Yes. Uh, if you're going to be at summer league, we are too. And we're doing a round ball. What the fucker meetup July 8th. Is that what we said? July 8th, right? Whatever the Monday is. Yeah. It's July 8th. Yeah. 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 (laughs) god damn it i didn't put it in my phone july 8th at 9 p.m at the golden nugget resort and casino owned by Tillman fertita in mm-hmm. downtown las vegas the free right in the middle of the beautiful <laughs> fremont street experience it'll be mm-hmm. next to one stage of a hair metal band and about half a block away from another stage with a hair metal band <laughs>
5: <laughs> mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. uh you'll have to dodge at least one person dressed in a shitty freddy krueger uh outfit <laughs> um but at 9 p.m july 8th it's gonna be tillman time at the round ball rock listener meetup at the oh, yeah. billion dollar buyer tillman for tita slot machines Bring a five dollar bill. We're all putting five dollars in, and we're gonna take Tillman for every fucking cent he's worth, baby.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I hope this leads to someone winning like a million dollars. Oh yeah, it won't be us. I'll tell you that much. Nope, 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 nope. nope.
4: <laughs> but like, wouldn't wouldn't that be incredible if if Deborah won a million dollars?
3: Oh, it would. I mean, I would be. I you. Know, Look, I love oh, Dubaru the most. Yeah. Uh, but I, w- of all of our listeners, I would worry the most that Dubaru would spend it all on sports gambling. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, I'm 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 having a lucky day. Let it ride. <laughs> he puts the million dollars back into the same <laughs> Fortuna <Tita> slot machine. <laughs> anyway, Sean, it's Tillman time. What's going on with Tillman this week?
4: Well, last week, uh, as we covered, Tillman addressed the media after the Rockets' Game 6 loss, guaranteed that James Harden would win a championship, and uh, told them that they needed to pick up more Tillmanisms, uh, one of which was step on their throats and then cut their throats, I believe. I believe that's a Tillmanism.
3: That is a Tillmanism. He he said they're going to pick up lots of Tillmanisms. Like uh, yeah. charging their employees five dollars a month to have an employee discount. Yep, <laughs> the yep. ultimate Tillmanism. That's the ultimate <laughs> Tilmanism. Uh,
4: and so he said that uh, money was not was going to be no object. Which does it? It does not seem. Look, I don't know about Tillman Fertitta's finances. I just would say he doesn't behave like a man who is cash rich.
3: We have heard he is. Cash poor, yes, like he's yes. one of the poorer owners, correct? we know that for sure well it's it's not so
4: much that yeah, he's one of the poorer owners because he spent a large chunk of his money buying the rockets, and his money is relatively uh it's not very liquid, I don't think because he owns this one giant corporation, you know,
3: right, and that corporation has to spend a lot of their money buying uh like uh souvenir cups with lights in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just just their their budget on buying boat trash
4: ingredients alone. <laughs> you know what's shrimp. in the bucket
3: of boat trash at the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company? I mean it might have changed. But it used to be two pieces of fried Mahi Mahi, four fried shrimp, and then something called slipper lobster. Fried slipper lobster. Oh,
4: I don't like that. <laughs>
3: uh was it lobster? No. But it was called <laughs> slipper lobster.
4: Slipper lobster. Mm-hmm. That that really sounds like a disgusting euphemism for something. Uh yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> Um. Okay, so this week, Tillman's still talking about how passionate he is about winning a week after losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he said that spending is going to be no object. And he said, here's a quote, last year, getting under the luxury tax was a fluke. We were going to be in the tax. It was an accident. I'm still trying to figure out how we got under. I was positive we were going to be in it by 11 million. But if I'm in the luxury tax, I expect us to win. Mm-hmm. Um." Joey, do you want to know how they got under the luxury tax? Oh, this it was a total fl- fluke, right? It was an yeah. accident. It was an accident. It was they definitely accidentally- a
3: trade to make their uh team better, right? Well, they
4: they just they accidentally traded a 2020 second round draft choice and a 2022 second round draft choice and a 2019 first round mm-hmm. draft pick. <laughs> um and uh what they what they did was they traded Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got Amon Shumpert. Mm -hmm. So that's what they, yeah, that's what they did.
3: And how did Amon Shumpert do in the playoffs? Oh, actually, I think, I think
4: Houston may have actually traded an additional second round pick as Mm -hmm. well. Great. Great. So three Um, second
3: round picks and a first.
4: That's yeah that's how they
3: accidentally got out of the that's luxury they tax accidentally
4: got out of the luxury tax also they accidentally traded carmelo anthony to the bulls and also accidentally gave the bulls um 1.6 million dollars to do that <laughs> oh yeah 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 oh they also accidentally traded james ennis to the sixers uh, uh-huh. uh for a for a second round pick swap uh-huh. oh and then they actually sorry joey they I think they maybe just misplaced all their second round picks because they, they they traded Wade Baldwin and Nick Stauskas, who they got in that earlier trade mm-hmm. to improve their team, definitely to improve their team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they they, um, they traded a second round draft pick uh, and they got cash, <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: which was used to actually purchase more slipper lobster. <laughs> Uh, do you want to hear so some wait, cool hold on. <laughs> Do you wanna hear some other names for Slipper Lobster? I'm on the oh, desert yes. right now. Yes. Lead. Uh, shovel-nosed lobster, locust lobster, mitten lobster, fan lobster, uh, <laughs> and names for it in Australia? Uh, Flapjack, <laughs> <laughs> Flying Saucer, Mud Bug Sandbug, and shovel nose Bug. So half of these names are
4: <laughs> referring to an insect and not a lobster, right? Correct. Yeah.
3: Well, the Wikipedia makes sure to point out that they're not actually lobsters. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, they're insects. They're bugs. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Tillman. Um... So, he he definitely accidentally got in the luxury tags. Um, is there anything else he accidentally did this week? Uh, well, they... Okay, so they... Do you remember Jeff Bizdelic? I'll take this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 please. Uh, <laughs> do you remember Jeff Bizdelic, Sean? Uh, I do. Assistant coach who was the reason their defense was good last year, who retired right before mm-hmm. the season started. Yeah. And then they begged him to come out of retirement... Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden he did come back and all of a sudden their defense was better. Yeah, we made fun of him coming back and we're like, whatever. And, and then, then the their defense de- <laughs> really did get way better. Yeah. Um, do you remember him? Yeah, I do. Uh they fired him. Too- <laughs> oh, they fired him. <laughs> <laughs> ah uh, what whatever it takes though they are talking look uh woge did tweet today that they are talking about extending mike d'antoni right now so i mean maybe well, maybe <laughs> stick a stick proven winner like that well maybe they're using the money they saved on bizdelic to give to mike <laughs> d'antoni they were like do you want an extension and one less expensive assistant or one assistant and d'antoni was like Give me the money. (laughs) Uh, Joey, how old is Mike D'Antoni? I'm going to say early 60s. Mike D'Antoni is 68 years old. He looks amazing, man. Living in Europe Mm -hmm. is the best thing on Earth for, for people.
4: I mean, here's a question. Look, I hate to even suggest this. But what if it was getting like what if he had the mustache? We would we would see all sixty eight years, <laughs> but with it gone, he he cut like fifteen years off his age.
3: I don't know, man. Uh, good for him though. They should exp- extend him, uh, Dan. Yeah, I mean, cool. what
4: what's wrong with having a, a professional basketball coach in your late sixties? A coach known for his flexibility, <laughs> his ability to to get it done in a crucial game in the postseason definitely not sending his team out to shoot 45 three-pointers when they can't make any.
3: All right, do we have any other Tillman news we want to talk about here? Uh no, that was that was <laughs> I oh. mean, it was, yeah. let me check real quick. Let me let me Google. Maybe he did something in the business world. <laughs> um Nope. All right. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he did raise 300 and, on May 9th. He raised 316.3 million dollars through something called a blank che- through a blank check company. Well
4: <laughs> oh, that sounds completely <laughs> legitimate. Um, but that, doesn't that, like <laughs> that? seems like something that Teddy Roosevelt should have outlawed. <laughs>
3: It was literally, this company was literally just created to raise cash for a future acquisition.
4: That uh, is so weird.
3: Uh, yeah, man. Um, it began trading Tuesday on NASDAQ capital market under the ticker symbol, symbol LCAHU. Um, yeah. And then raised $300 million. So,
4: good. So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I hopefully if you're getting calls from somebody in a boiler room this week, you will get involved in this blank check oh, company. The company's
3: called Landcadia, which definitely oh. sounds fake.
4: Tell me for Tita. Well, I mean, look. What's the worst thing that's going to happen when an NBA team owner gets investigated by the SEC, really?
3: <laughs> I
4: mean, actually probably he will drive his SUV into a highway embankment..
3: <laughs> oh. um, all right, uh, I think that's Tillman time. Should we do the news? Yeah, let's do it.
0: This is Round Ball rock News. Basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process.
3: All right. Our first in our first piece of news. Um Sean, do you follow Myers Leonard on Twitter? You know, uh, I didn't until today. <laughs> <laughs> um I would highly recommend fi- following Myers Leonard on Twitter because tonight he tweeted A picture of himself screaming, you know, you've seen it. You haven't seen this specific Myers Leonard picture, but it's every Myers Leonard picture, you know?
4: Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's, if you, yeah, if you've seen him, he's very muscular. It's the
3: one without the hammer.
4: Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But, but the spirit of the hammer is still there.
3: Right, because he tweeted, quote, with the caption, I will never quit. I persevere and thrive on adversity. My team expects expects me to be physically harder and mentally stronger than my enemies. If knocked down, I will get back up, every time. Okay,
4: that's pretty intense.
3: Uh, he that's also, probably the
4: most intense thing he
3: tweeted, though, right? No, 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 no. Because he uh, he had a re- he replied to his own tweet by saying. I will draw on every remaining ounce of strength to protect my teammates and to accomplish our mission. I am never out of the fight.
4: You know, you know it sounds like he's coached by David Blatt. Oh, I it's...
3: have a th- I have a theory about what happened here. Okay. I think Myers Leonard saw John Wick 3 and he was uh-huh. so hyped up. Uh-huh. Um that like these are things he was like I'm like John, John Wick. What would John Wick tweet? Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what
4: teammates do you think Myers sees himself protecting?
3: I mean, obviously Damon CJ, right?
4: Mhm, right? Or is it
3: like Ennis where he's like shit, dude, well, I mean, Those goons it, might come for Ennis any day. It's clearly Dame, though, because Dame has the broken ribs. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh huh. Which we'll talk about later. John Wilms had a question about these tweets, though. Yes, yes. Uh, he asked, John Wilms, of course, uh, from the Take It or Break It podcast, uh, mm-hmm. from Real GM, from uh, Teaching a Child Named Lorenzo, mm-hmm. um, asked, uh, Are these Tillmanisms? They're not I mean, folks, They, they yeah. all sound
4: like they, well, <laughs> I mean it's pretty inspirational. Yeah, it's the problem is they're a little too positive to be Tillmanisms. Mm-hmm. Like like it's all in terms of protection. Tillmanisms are like I will draw on every remaining ounce of strength to step over my teammates and accomplish my mission. I am never fighting fair. That would be the the Tillmanism version. Tillmanisms
3: are like I'll never quit. I will throw dirt in their eyes and punch them in the dick.
4: (laughs) And it's also like I expect my team to be physically harder and mentally stronger than my than my rivals, even with the meager food rations (laughs) and and I will not give them health insurance. I be, I I expect them to be strong on their own time. Tillman
3: so should uh, start a blank check company to give money to Jeff Bistowick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know we're out of that. Uh, we're out of that segment, but... Uh... <laughs> it's amazing that he's like, well, Daryl Morey, I actually
4: took his checkbook. He has to just kind of cobble some stuff together with, like, Groupons he finds and do you think he like bought the rockets and then read that book about the paperclip getting turned into the house? (laughs) Like it's easy. And he starts with Carmelo Anthony. And after all these transactions, he finally gets him Schumpert Shumpert at the end.
3: Anyway, I want to talk about these Myers Leonard tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think Myers Leonard's favorite movie is based on these tweets? (sighs) Is it Braveheart or gladiator?
4: I think this is gladiator. (laughs) But the thing is, I don't think Myers Leonard. This is the the sense I got from this tweet is that he's not identifying with the hero of the story. Mm -mm. So he's like, I think he's more of a 300 guy.
3: Oh, you know what? Because he's like part of the ensemble. This is this isn't even he saw John Wick, dude. Are you, do you know what this is? What is this? He saw the trailer to Angel Has Fallen. Oh, uh, his favorite. Yeah, stuff. this is yeah. very. This is very. Olympus has fallen. Mm. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I will get back
4: up every time and stick a knife in your brain.
3: <laughs> you fuck. Uh, which again, if you haven't seen. Any of uh, the uh, has fallen movies, uh, you should the trilogy. They are the worst. Fallen trilogy. Uh, <clears throat> Secret Service agent Mike Banning is back this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know everybody's favorite character, Mike Banning.
5: Uh huh.
3: He clearly Myers Leonard's favorite character, though. But oh yeah, because that's what he aspires to be. That reminds a Secret me,
4: Secret Service th- agent and a hero, but ultimately the president's best friend slash employee.
3: Yeah. Um. Okay, if you haven't seen, I, we've probably explained this before, because we love it so much. But if you uh-huh. haven't seen the Has Fallen movies, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they were clearly a normal action movie script that uh, Gerard Butler just threw in the trash. He definitely is doing a lot of riffing. He is ad libbing on the spot, <laughs> and he yeah. is the dumbest man on earth. Uh, because there's a point in Olympus Has Fallen where he's definitely supposed to say a joke, mm. like it's the it's the perfect setup for the action hero to make a quip. But instead, what Gerard Butler says is, "I'm going to put my fucking knife in your brain." Yeah. And that's his, that's his
4: yippee-ki-yay, uh-huh. motherfucker.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then later on in London has fallen. Uh-huh. He and the president get into a gunfight. Not with each other, but with the bad guys. And then uh-huh. they hide in this house. And then Gerard Butler goes, I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck! And then chugs an entire glass of water. It's... It's so intense. It, it well, it's the intensity you get with this quote. Yeah, and... it's Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard is Mike Banning from the Has Fallen series.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> uh, Angel like... has fallen out in theaters in June.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We get some Spawn con in. I'm glad we. I'm glad we figured that out.
3: I don't know if you saw the trailer, Sean, but uh, drones attack the president.
4: Oh, that's incredible! I've I, I saw the IMDb page, but then i I gotta watch that trailer. Yes, it's
3: on John Wick three. Um, don't worry. Which, oh, by great. the way, John Wick three rips listeners. If you haven't seen it, go see John Wick three. Well, we we yeah, the first oh yeah, you're right, you're right. We said that on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, the, the first thirty five yeah. minutes of John Wick three are uh, really something. So. One of the greatest things I've ever seen. All right, let's uh, talk about uh, anything else we want to say about Myers Leonard. Uh, Surprisingly good in game three. Well, we'll talk about him later when we talk about that. But as a human being.
4: Yeah, that's really something going on with that guy. (laughs) It seems
3: like Portland seems like such a weird place for this guy to have landed. It's the worst possible place for him.
4: (laughs) Imagine if he'd just gone to the Indiana Pacers. He'd he'd be where Mayor Pete is now.
3: <laughs> um. All right, Lamar Odom. Sean, you want to run us through mm-hmm. this sad story about Lamar? Odom? <laughs> uh,
4: so Lamar Odom's writing a memoir. This is
3: like this part of the story is
4: it's less not sad, sad but,
3: but Lamar Odom's <laughs> just sad.
4: Yeah. So part of his memoirs, uh he began talking about playing on the the ill-fated i would say um 2004 uh US men's basketball team a little unfairly maligned i would say mm-hmm. uh because larry prendered t- like yeah it was a, it was an olympic team that only got the bronze medal
3: look if they played lebron james carmelo anthony and amari stoudemire they probably would have won more games i'm just saying yeah it's more it's more Wade. like The
4: problem was that – yeah, 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 exactly. The guys that Larry Brown did not play at all. Um, No, Lamar Odom started every game of the Olympics. Um, But also the real lesson is that many, many uh, of the guys who should have been Olympians basically treated this Olympics uh, like – well, they were kind of like the Bush administration actually Mm – because they used 9-11 as an excuse for a bunch of stuff they wanted to do already. Namely, go on vacation and not go to the Olympics and right. play basketball. Yeah. Shame on you, Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett. And
3: Jason Kidd.
4: Jason Kidd. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of players you would have thought would have been on the Olympic <laughs> team. Out of, uh, you know, Stephon Marbury and... <laughs>
3: Anyway, what do you what did Lamar Odom say about uh, the. So he he
4: agrees to be on the team. Lamar has to not be an early pick. I think it's after five or six guys say no. Um, And he gets his drug test notice that he is going to be tested because of, you know, the international doping. So whoever it is, it's going to test him in three days. In the words of Lamar Odom, he says there was absolutely no way I was going to pass. I'd been smoking weed every day that summer. Panic set in.
3: You know what, though? Sometimes, uh, even if someone doesn't tell you you're going to get drug tests, if you'd been smoking weed every day, panic would set in, you know? Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Like, like are they, maybe they were
4: like, don't worry about it, Lamar, we'll figure it out. Uh, Like, Ed, it's very easy to beat an Olympic drug test. and just call Marion Jones. Yeah, I mean, this was before any of those guys. Lance Armstrong was still a hero in 2000. (laughs) Uh, But he said, we started Googling fake penises and studied different ways to beat a drug test. They found a fake rubber one. Odom had it filled with his trainer's clean urine, then produced the sample while being monitored per usual drug testing policy. He stuck a thermometer in the cup to gauge the temperature, satisfied the P was mine, and said, welcome to Team USA. Um, I don't remember another NBA example of like a Wizenator situation, but uh, it does seem like a very apt thing to have happened to a member of that particular Olympic team, though.
3: Yes, for sure. Uh, or the George Carl World Championship team the next year. Oh, that's right. Uh, a team that they, is an they actual be worse, disaster, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: George Carl's very mad about it in his <laughs> book Furious George.
3: Um. Speaking of guys who should have used fake penises, uh, Ty, Ty- Tyreek Evans got a two-year ban um, mm-hmm. from the NBA this week for drugs. Um. This is sad. Yeah.
4: Uh, in hindsight, it does seem like he had a bit of an erratic season. Mm-hmm. Got that like one game suspension. I mean,
3: he's had an erratic career.
4: Yeah. Um, um, so
3: I just hope, you know, as someone uh, who has experience with uh, substance abuse issues, uh, get better, Tyreek. Um,
4: doesn't it seem like like a bad NBA policy. Like, the, it seems very draconian.
3: Um, yes and no. Um, I mean, two years is a long time. Yeah. Um, but also, I do think something like this, uh, might help speed up a uh, rock bottom, which would then speed up a recovery.
4: Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess that's true. I just, to me, because you have to petition to get back in anyway, mm-hmm. it just seems like kicking a guy out for one year and then he has to petition his way back. That seems like it would be, you know, the same kind of deterrent, but not like robbing someone of their youth, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, It just feels not it feels like not a very woke approach to
3: I agree what with is that. You know, but I bet Birdman would tell you that getting kicked out of the NBA is actually what got him sober.
4: Oh, yeah. I'm just saying I bet a year would all that's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, I'm possibly. no
3: expert, but yeah. um, I mean, substance abuse is fucking fucked up, dude. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, uh, do you want to read which drugs it? are on in the league's
4: yeah. policy. So this is that it has to be a drug of abuse, which essentially means uh this is not p it's specifically not PEDs and not weed. Right. And I assume I it looks like like things like Xanax are not really in this category. No, Xanax so, was on there. Oh, it is on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um but yeah, the category includes like meth, cocaine, uh, all kinds of opiates also, PCP mm-hmm. and LSD, mm-hmm. which God, I I don't really know that much about PCP. I would say that it uh, it's is the a funniest thing that I probably got drug in the series. Information
3: about right, y- you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be the the thing that like gives you the strength you, of ten men.
4: Yeah, you jump off a building and break your legs and still run down the street. Yeah, <laughs> um, which seems like like an NBA player should be allowed to do that. Like once for a freebie, just <laughs> like, how powerful would you be? <laughs> Zion on PCP. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Uh, I'm sure it's terrible for you. Um, but the one that that's weird and like, I guess it's a drug of abuse, but I just don't th- like, I think of a drug of abuse as something that you would get addicted to. Mm hmm. Uh so LSD is also on this list. Yeah. And then I mean I guess I guess people get addicted to LSD, right?
3: Uh yeah, I would say so. Have you heard the music of the Butthole Surfers? <laughs> <laughs> uh but I I think that
4: NBA players should be allowed to microdose.
3: Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh like Elon Musk
4: Oh yeah, he probably microdoses, right?
3: Uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but but I yeah, guess. like
4: like worst record in the league at the All Star break. Uh, the players are allowed to microdose for the rest of the season, <laughs> so we'll see how they do. Like, I bet it would probably help some guys. Although, based on that Reply All episode about microdosing, uh, they would be pretty bad. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, and Phil Jackson's career tells us the policy it does not apply to coaches. Definitely
3: does not apply to coaches. Although, do you think Phil Jackson? He's probably more of a a mushroom guy, right? Don't you think he's like if it comes from the earth, you can. Right. You know what I
4: mean? He's probably he's probably like quit LSD in the late seventies. Yeah, he
3: does peyote for sure, uh-huh. but not LSD. I think.
4: I think that's I think that's probably right. I bet yeah. he I bet he's like
3: He's done LSD for sure. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. But Actually, I bet I bet he is more likely to yeah. I could see him being like a really low-level mushrooms microdoser too.
3: <laughs> um the other thing I want to say about this real quick is uh the NBA should retroactively apologize to Clifford Robinson. Um cuz Didn't he eventually get kicked out of the league because he'd failed so many weed tests? I mean, he was Um, also like 50, but...
4: That I don't know. I know he
3: failed, but I know he has a weed business now. Clifford Robinson got suspended for weed so many times. It was like, if you signed Clifford Robinson, it was just like, at some point, you're going to lose him for two weeks because he doesn't stop smoking weed.
4: Um... Let's see. He he says he stayed in the league this long. Oh, he was on that North Korean team. <laughs> Along with Craig Hodges and Sleepy Floyd in 2014. Did you know that Clifford
3: Robinson was on Survivor? I did not. Uncle Cliffy was on Survivor? That's tight.
4: Uh-huh. Uh, uh- He
3: was suspended for five games in the NBA playoffs for Weed in 2006. Damn. Uh, When he played for the Nets.
4: Yeah. And then he played 50 games the next year, I guess. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Clifford Uh, Robinson ruled, dude. I love that guy.
4: Oh, yeah. Five games with Golden State. Five games during the 2006 playoffs. (laughs) Uh, Also got arrested for marijuana possession in 2001. Only a one game suspension. Anyway,
3: a DUI. Apologize, apologize to Clifford Robinson, NBA, for suspending him those games, especially and the Nets franchise. A guy should not have been suspended for five games in the NBA playoffs for weed. That's lame, Seems crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, here's the thing.
4: Okay, I understand that he he failed the drug test with the Warriors, but like that shouldn't count as much when you're, when you were on like those warriors teams, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it it's medical.
3: Uh-huh. Also, he was very old by that point.
4: Yeah. I mean, he was born in 1966, so <laughs> they suspended a 39 year old power forward <laughs> smoking too much weed. And it's like,
3: Sorry. He like, made the All-Star team in 94 and was still playing in 2007.
4: It's crazy. He didn't even make the NBA until he was like 23.
3: <laughs> uh. Anyway, apologize to Clifford Robinson. Yeah, NBA. that's messed
4: up, you guys.
3: <laughs> you know what? That is the title of this episode.
4: <laughs> well, and without him, the Warriors never would have been able to... Uh, Acquire Chris Taft and Stefan Lasme. Great. That's what they did with the picks they got uh-huh. for trading him.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Um, you know what? He would have been a good We Believe Warrior. Um, anyway. Uh, get better, Tyreek. Uh, mm-hmm. And then finally, Sean. Do you have news about the Cleveland Cavaliers? I, I know have. It's, cl- it's been on everyone's uh, tongues. Everyone's well, been calling each other asking, is there news about the Cavs?
4: Yeah. Well, last week, the Cavs hired their 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 new head coach, John Beeline, mm-hmm. whatever it is, from the University of Michigan, uh, and then they just hired their next head coach.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah? Who's that?
4: Uh, JB Bickerstaff oh, shit, has joined the Cleveland King of the Interim. Yeah, <laughs> the the NBA's all-time interim head coach. He's like the all-time QB at like a touch football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's JB, a heartbeat away, Bickerstaff. The <laughs> yeah, he's the, the survivor. The NBA's lone survivor. He's <laughs> <His> lone <laughs> survivor. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he's an assistant, and I'm very excited for him to coach the Cavs for uh. When what's Jim it gonna Beeline be? The second lives, half of the 2020-21 season?
3: Yeah, when he takes a job at like uh, uh, Ohio State. When Jim Beeline takes a job at Ohio State or yeah, whatever. Right,
4: right. <laughs> Somehow he's gonna get into like a recruiting, like a tampering scandal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand that he can't recruit anymore, or he knows, but he just he, like it's he just needs the recruitment juice. Can't stop recruiting. Uh, so congratulations, J.B. Bickerstaff. We're sorry, John Beeline.
3: Um, and then the Nuggets uh, mm-hmm. are letting their team president talk to the Washington Wizards. That's our final story.
4: Boy, is that some. Denver Nuggets stuff, um, well, okay, look. It seems crazy that Denver would allow their team president to just go to another team in the league because he's from the area.
3: I'm going to tell you right now, though. Tim Connolly should take that job.
4: Hell yeah, he should take that job.
3: Take the Wizards job. Even though you have to deal with the John Wall contract, uh, if there's one thing we know... About Ted Leonson's... Okay, there's two things we know about Wizards owner Ted Leonsis. Uh-huh. Uh, It's that he wants to reunite Fugazi and he refuses to fire uh, the team president for 25 years.
4: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can imagine that for Tim Connolly being like, wow, I'm pretty happy here in Denver. Seems pretty nice, but... Boy, this guy's offering me a 13-year contract. <laughs>
3: I could be Ernie Grunfeld. Think about yeah. that. That's a, dude, that is a front office man's dream. Having a job where you just can't get fired.
4: Yeah, get a lot of high picks. Like, the, they won't even notice if you're good or not. <laughs> Seriously, he has like a three-year grace period to do whatever he wants.
3: Yeah, and one of those things will be trading Bradley Beal. <laughs>
4: plus he's probably going to get really good seats to that fugazi show
3: yeah. <laughs> um all right should we talk about the playoffs
0: yeah i guess all right it's the nba playoffs
1: uh, playoffs don't
0: talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs basketball for humans F, we're going to be championship data for robots both teams played hard, my man. Both teams played hard.
3: All right, so the Raptors played the Bucks tonight. The Raptors stole a game in overtime where they played their uh, Pascal Siakam 51 minutes and Kawhi Leonard 52 minutes, Sean.
4: Incredible stuff. Um, Kawhi was really tired and then won the game in the second overtime by making like three awesome plays in a row.
3: It was the weirdest um gotta say one of the weirder uh, overtime playoff games possible because I wasn't I couldn't watch it live I was mm-hmm. so I was following it on Twitter. And they went to a second overtime, and then everyone stopped tweeting about it because Game of Thrones started on the East Coast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a, a double overtime game happening like out of the vacuum of social I mean, media. It was yeah, very people, strange.
4: People weren't commenting like in the fourth quarter. Well, the thing is, uh, as Nate Duncan warned us, uh, you can really catch a stray there, too, because you'll be following a game... And then people who, uh, to be quite honest, tweet far too much about basketball are suddenly like posting full scenes from Game of Thrones on their timeline <laughs> midway through the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Right. Uh, that's insane. That, John? The game, by the way,
3: call them out. Who did that?
4: Oh, I don't. I. I. Oh. I, don't. I, I was trying to stay off Twitter. I. Th- these are some. Some secondhand reports I'm getting here, okay. but uh, it would, specifically I had to unfollow Craig Bro Dude last week for his live tweeting of uh, Game of Thrones at 6 p.m. Also during a playoff game.
3: Well, refollow Craig Bro Dude now, obviously. Um... Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad behavior. <laughs> You're out, Craig Bro Dude. Um but anyway, this game was pretty exciting. Although yes. very weird. Box score is very weird. <laughs>
4: oh okay, yeah, so so let's yeah, what on the box score is speaking to you right now?
3: Um well first off, Giannis scored 12 points mm-hmm. but had 23 rebounds.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um also sticking out to me, uh Chris Middleton nine points.
4: Yeah, well, he and Eric Bledsoe both shot three of 16 for this game. If you're wondering how Toronto was able to hold on.
3: Uh, You know what else sticks out, though? Uh, Uh George Hill scoring 24 points and getting seven rebounds.
4: Yeah, seven rebounds. A man who Uh, could not help
3: the Cavs last year. Look how many minutes he played. (laughs) 37 minutes. (laughs) That's almost that's how old he is, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. But a minute per how old he is.
4: Uh same with Malcolm Brogdon with his 37 minutes.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> he won the rookie of the year at 34.
3: Also, now- same with Mark Gasol who played 45 minutes.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so so the basically the Raptors started playing much better defense, and part of what they did was they just Got really, really aggressive on traps, and it led to them committing a lot of fouls Mm -hmm. and getting very tired. But, uh, you know, Chris Middleton and Giannis combined for 21 points, so it worked pretty well. Uh, They had no answer for Brogdon and Hill, however,
3: Mm -hmm. but. uh, 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 Yeah, Norman Norman Powell had his annual one good game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, where he does he was... this every year in the playoffs, and then it like almost justifies his large contract. I mean, he was great. Yeah, <laughs> <He really> was. <laughs> but Norman Powell is the uh, he's the raptor that like Raptors fans should hate, but does does something like this one once a year, and then it's like, oh, but he had that monster dunk <laughs> in the playoffs, right? right, right. <laughs> um, uh, Fred Van Vliet, though I can't handle him in the playoffs anymore Sean I'm gonna be honest with you who can't you handle in the playoffs? Fred Van Vliet oh
4: yeah I mean he hit one <laughs> really big shot mm-hmm. and then he missed his other 10 shots yeah <laughs> I mean it's just like I know he plays good defense I know he like keeps things together but oh my god I, he just cannot make a shot, and he just seems a little psyched out. It's, but it's not like they have any other scoring options off the bench, right, Joey?
3: No, we're not. We're not getting into Jeremy Lin talk again. We've done it too much. <laughs> no,
4: I'm just saying, you get into a double overtime <laughs> game, everyone is very, very tired and dead on their feet. Is that the worst gamble you can make to bring in Jeremy Lin for a couple minutes? Except
3: Coach Bud, looking at the minutes, it was not like that. Like Coach Bud, the most uh, somebody played was 45 by Giannis. Everybody else is in the 30s. For a double overtime game, that is pretty incredible. I'm just saying, Malcolm Brogdon,
2: <laughs>
4: look at the guys who played 37 minutes. Malcolm Brogdon. This is his fourth game back.
3: <laughs> and he's been awesome.
4: What are George Hill's bones made of? <laughs> like they're like bird bones. <laughs>
3: um, uh, And Middleton was exhausted too.
4: Although he did only play 44 minutes, but.
3: All right, Sean, what do you think is going to happen the rest of the way here? Are the Raptors going to get another one at home?
4: It wouldn't shock me if they got another one. I, it felt, I mean, it felt like they were like holding back a tide. Mm-hmm. The whole game. And I mean, honestly, they, they should have won this in overtime if, you know, they basically the end of the, the end of regulation was Pascal Sianca missing two free throws.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, Chris Middleton getting his shot blocked and then getting his own rebound and putting that back in to tie the game. But um, I don't know, because they really should have won game one. So it's I mean, I still kinda think it's gonna be Bucks and five more than anything, but mm-hmm. uh it I feel like they kinda exposed the Bucks tonight.
3: I don't know about that. What I'm here's look, I've said it. I think the Bucks are winning the championship. I've said it a couple of times now. Yes. Uh but I think they've gotta get punched in the face one more time. Uh, the playoffs have been a little too easy for how inexperienced they are, mm-hmm. um, and I think the Raptors are going to get one more game, maybe even I, two.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all because they're playing him really well, and um, Kawhi Kawhi is playing better than Giannis right now. Mm-hmm. And Giannis is like an unstoppable force, and he's still you know he still got twenty three rebounds and a bunch of assists, but You know, and part of it is that Kawhi's been in the finals a couple times and. Right. uh,
3: And uh, would have won a championship again if not for the dastardly uh, Zaza Pachulia, right?
4: That's true. They were going to win. The
3: Spurs were going to win that game.
4: They were well on their way. Everyone knows they were going to sweep the
3: Golden State Warriors. Yeah. If not Uh, for Zaza Pachulia.
4: I kind of think Danny Green is not going to keep shooting this badly, too. And that would actually make a huge difference.
3: I mean, maybe not, but this is kind of what Danny Green does. Like, Except
4: for the times that Danny Green, like, sets a record. Right, a, no,
3: but that's series. what I mean. He, like, goes, like, a month where he shoots 100%, and then a month where he shoots 0%, and then yeah, Pop yeah. screams at him. Well, that's why I, That's uh, why I'm not. I, I'm just saying I,
4: I wouldn't be surprised if he shot, like, 5 of right. 7 from 3. In but a, in also... A, a, game.
3: I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't shoot well again until next season. You know what I mean? Like it's totally impossible to tell. It's like he's like a Dungeons and Dragons character. It's like a five-sided dice roll or well, a 20-sided I, I, dice roll. I've never played that game. Neither so have I, but sure. you know, you roll dice and then yeah. that decides if a guy is good at something. Um, yeah
4: uh the the Bucks again are kind of vulnerable when they don't make threes cause they keep taking a ton of threes no matter what. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, I think the Raptors get another game. I think I do.
3: Um, all right, let's talk about the other series. Mm-hmm. Blazers in six is dead. Sean,
4: <laughs> they're not going to win in six. I can
3: no longer see the future.
4: Um, That's right. You always yeah. see the future when someone says Blazers and, Blazers six, and six to, me, to you. Yeah. Um, uh,
3: or tweets what Blazers did... and Six at me.
4: Yes. So since we've recorded... You know, we we actually, for the regular um, pod, this is the first time we're actually commenting on the events of the Blazers games.
3: Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, but they're kind of... I mean, what are...
4: I mean, they've been interesting games, given that Portland's been up like 18 points in Game 2 and Game 3. Sure. Um, uh, well, it, it it's, I don't know. I mean, Game 3 was one of the better games you're ever going to see dream on green play.
3: Uh, Yeah. That's like the tape you send to the Hall of Fame to get a guy into the Hall of Fame, even though the Hall of Fames don't work that way. Um, it's, it, it's
4: interesting, I would say for us, because game two, when, uh, the Blazers had a big lead, mm-hmm. um, I was kind of pessimistic and you were just like, no, they've got this. It was a fi- They were down 15 at halftime or something. Yeah. And you were very confident game three. You were more pessimistic and I was really confident well, about them still winning. The r-
3: it's because. They usually lose games when Draymond is their best offensive player, but don't Mm. lose games where Draymond is their best defensive player. Uh And I actually felt like in game three, Draymond was doing so much on offense. His defense was good in the first half, but not like dominating the game.
4: I thought they were going to win once. Well, I guess it was related to Draymond's offense. Once there was a point when... It almost seemed like the Blazers had, like, a knockout punch, and then Steph and Draymond basically just scored a bunch in the last three minutes of the game, the three minutes of the second Mm -hmm. quarter, and then it was, like, 13 at halftime instead of 18. Right. And at that point, it was like— That's the point
3: where uh, uh, um, Fitz— the Warriors announcer would have been screaming single digits yeah. <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, uh, yeah. And it's
4: much like, much like in game two, it was a lot of the deficit got made up in a very quick run. And uh, it just seemed like the Warriors um, played much better defense in the second half. Look, oh no, let's talk about the insane Starting lineup from the Warriors, though.
3: I mean, I both lineups were insane, though. Like. But at least the Blazers made sense.
4: It was like, oh, we want to bring like Canner's getting killed by Curry. Let's. Let's bring him off the bench but so Myers he can. Myers Leonard is eat. the
3: answer. I don't know, man. That's also crazy. Um, And Myers Leonard was like their best player. Like I don't like. Look, Steve Curry is going to lose a playoff game because of he puts Damian Jones into it, I've said this before. I'll say it again.
4: He uh, should have lost this one. Yes,
3: Damian Jones <laughs> being healthy is uh, literally the worst thing that could happen to the Golden <laughs> State Warriors. Um,
4: it's like it's like many of their centers have been
3: injured, but this guy being healthy. And if you and if and you're not, not familiar even him. with him, I mean Jones, he's not very like, good, but like. It's not even really him. It's Steve Kerr plays every player available for no reason. And, like, plays guys that should not be in games. <laughs> I think he played 11 guys
4: in the first half of game yeah. two. Is that right?
3: Sounds right. Uh, but I... Look, look.
4: Some of you listeners may not know This is getting Damian a little Jones. too it's... Warriors
3: chatty for me.
4: Uh, well, whatever. If you don't know who Damian Jones is, he's he's like a not an injury prone center who's been out for the year. But the thing that makes him especially frustrating is that the whole hook on drafting him is that he was the new Festus Azili. Like they look they have the similar bodies. They went to the same school. They were both
3: four year uh, centers.
4: And Festus is way better, but they have like the exact same limitations, which is that their hands are made of the stuff. The things hands are made of. And they can't help fouling uh, guys on three-pointers.
3: hmm Yeah. Uh, but I, this series is like, look, I I don't even really want to talk about this series because it's like I'm, I'm friends with too many Blazers fans who are way too invested in this, and I like, the Warriors are just better. Like, I'm sorry, I hate it, but they just are and it's like boring. <laughs> like they've played the Blazers in the playoffs 3 years now in this 4 or 5 year run.
4: They're 11 and 1
3: now. Yeah. And they've never lost a game where Steph Curry played.
4: Yeah. I mean the the Blazers just there are there are teams that you match up better and worse against and the kind of team that bothers the warriors is a team that is more like the 2016 thunder where it's like a bunch of tall guys and like really athletic guys who can rotate and really bother them. And Portland does not really Portland. Portland has like a bunch of extremely athletic, uh, white backup centers, but that's not the athleticism you need to Mm -hmm. face the Warriors. I would say, and just, just, you know it's they're they're just better it's not even like, like i don't i i think it's not really fair to be ripping on dame lillard or anything just because it's like he he has trouble with the team because and he's playing hurt well i mean he is but but it's not like it's not like he generally has success against the warriors and part of that is because they have a bunch of really good defenders that they can just throw at him all the time.
3: Right. Clay Thompson is the exact kind of player that bothers Damian Lillard.
4: Yeah. And even when he's been having success in this series, it's what it's by making like really long threes. Right. And which th- is tight, but, but like not a, not a bread and butter thing that you can go to in the playoffs. Yeah.
3: Um, that being said though, um, good season Blazers, uh, but also maybe don't run back the same exact team again. I don't know. Um,
4: You know, I think I think them having. It's just it's weird that they have so much uh, seemingly centered around the
3: center around the center position. Here is the problem with the Blazers, and I'm just going to say it. It's the third. It's the third playoff series. I've seen it. Uh, Mo Mo Harkless is a, the problem. You need someone better than Mo Harkless, and He's that's supposed like... to be Evan Turner, but unfortunately, it's not. Yeah, and and again, not that. Look, it's
4: they made the conference finals.
3: Yeah, it's great. It's a great season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I think they're going to win game. I think they're going to win game four. Everyone is calling them too dead. And the Warriors have made things too difficult on themselves that to me, it doesn't make sense that the Blazers won't win a game, uh, game four, frankly.
4: I am going to pick the Warriors, but it
3: wouldn't surprise me if the Blazers yeah. won. Um, all right. Um, should we check in with Brooke and Robin?
4: Yeah, let's do it.
3: Uh brooke lopez and robin lopez uh the basketball twins um occasionally talk about movies on our show and they had a uh, brief chat this week so uh here they are take it away brooke and robin
0: brooke and robin lopez at the movies twin brothers in who and fandom dc versus marvel offense versus defense nerds who are jocks post-ops versus hard screens jocks who are nerds kane versus abel the snyder cut take it away brooke or robin i'm not really sure who is who
2: hello this is robin lopez and this is a special edition of brooke and robin at the movies we're, we're not talking about a movie that we've seen. We're talking about a movie that we are greatly anticipating. Uh, it's the new Batman film. We've all been waiting. The smoke has come up out of the Warner Brothers lot, and it's been confirmed. We have a new Batman, and I do not like it. Brooke, did you hear this news? No, I'm sorry, Robin. I haven't been paying attention because of the playoffs. What? What? We're talking about Batman? We're talking about Batman. Uh, Who's I specific- Batman? Adam West? <sighs> Don't be obtuse, Brooke. The new Batman is Robert Pattinson, a.k.a. Cedric Diggory, a.k.a. the vampire Edward from the f- quadrilogy? How many movies are there? The Twilight films. Oh, don't pretend like you don't know. You've seen them all. I've hate I've watched them you love reluctantly. Them. Well, it's because I have you a girlfriend. You had breaking dawn under your pillow. I know you did. I saw it one time. I was just trying to relate to my significant other. But the way that those movies turned into camp. After something that was so very sick and twisted, I did not like it. Twilight was sick and twisted? Yeah, the beginning of it was scary, and then it turned into camp, like something that you would see as part of the Met Gala. The archway it was presented, and especially the bizarre... uh, Pseudo flash forward, it was all a dream stuff at the end, like some kind of vampire. You just spoiled Twilight Oz. for me. I haven't seen it. I'm only midway through the third one. You shouldn't see it, and also, you're spoiling this segment for me. You spoil everything all the time. You're spoiling this for me now. Why am I talking to you? Well, look, I tried to get you this news. I finally, look, it's there the was playoffs. A I can't be talking to you right now. Well, you were talking. That's why I went to the game in Game Two, Brooke. This is the time of year where you and I always see movies, discuss our favorite comic books, and our favorite mangas. I'm in the I'm in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't really it's understand what's It's the first time, time for me. I've never been here. Yeah, you've changed, Brooke. I don't know what happened to your priorities once you moved out of New York City and or Los Angeles. I don't understand it. You're in Milwaukee. I'm trying to play basketball. You're not even close to any major theme parks. There's not even a well-maintained IMAX theater screen in Milwaukee. That's why I came to game two broke. You wouldn't answer my texts. I couldn't get you on the Twitch stream. So I bought a ticket like a civilian to shout My disapproval of the Robert Pattinson casting choice. You must have heard me during your timeouts. I didn't hear you. I was listening to the red-faced man. That's what I call my coach. He has a little red face. Yeah, why is his face like that? I don't know. Is it like a Violet Beauregard situation? Maybe. Maybe he ate an everlasting piece of gum. Very possible. Anyway, who's Robert Pattinson again? What are we talking about? Batman? You know the movie. You know Val the Kilmer? movie. Val Kilmer? My Jerry favorite Potter. Batman? Who? Val Kilmer? Oh, oh, I always think of him as the saint. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. Uh, anyway. George Clooney was a Batman. He was a terrible Batman. And the only was... thing worse than Batman, Robin, is... Uh, uh the last jedi yeah honestly if i found that guy who directed the last jedi i would give him a bear hug yeah but not a nice one right no a mean one like one's i give you wow this is maybe why you're such an effective defender this year robin you're finally sorting out your feelings about the last Jedi and letting that anger blossom out on Star the court. Wars. They ruined it. They killed the it's Luke terrible. Skywalker. not It's not, my, it's not oh. my hashtag. Not my Skywalker. Did you like it when he drank the gross milk, though? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I did too. Anyway, um, so you're mad about Batman? What? Oh, they're casting Robert Pattinson. You should be happy. He's a Hufflepuff and you're a Hufflepuff. I don't. He's the first Hufflepuff Batman. Wait, what do you think? Didn't you just mention Val Kilmer? Yeah. Solid Hufflepuff. (laughs) I've been to Pottermore. No way. Yeah. Val Kilmer's not a Hufflepuff. He's definitely a Hufflepuff. No, a Hufflepuff would never play Jim Morrison. I saw the quiz results. That's Ravenclaw. I don't think that is, but his character in The Isle of Dr. Moreau is a classic Hufflepuff. I don't know about that. And in my favorite Val Kilmer film, Deja Vu, absolute Hufflepuff. Okay, but the snowman, he's definitely not Hufflepuff. Wow, that movie kind of transcends the four houses. It's more of a uh the academy where Victor Crab goes. What are the names of the American houses? Oh, um is that where the Kingsmen make their whiskey? Okay, I looked it up. Okay. The American houses Are Thunderbird, Ooh, Puckwudgie, Puckwudgie, Wampus, what, and Horned Serpent? Are these kind of racist Native American names? Sort of seems like it. Wow. Anyway, learn something (laughs) every day. All what right, about Twilight I Batman? I don't understand why you don't have the same kind of passionate Batman feelings. What are you focusing on, anyway? Marcus? Gasol, you idiot! What? Why are you even still playing basketball? It's summer movie season already. The red-faced man says if I win a championship, I can eat all the jelly beans I want. Okay, that's a good prize, but... You're not being a very good twin brother right now. Oh, you're not being a very good basketball player. No. Well, I mean that kinda hurts. You should call Steve Nash and learn how to quit sugar again or whatever happened then. What? When you what, were what, in the conference gonna, finals when you were young. But what are we gonna eat when we go see the great films of the summer? You know me, I like to have a juju bee when I'm enjoying a big screen adaptation. Brooke, i am definitely calling steve nash on you well i am gonna call comic con on you because you're hanging out with these jocks and these weirdos and you're making me track you down at games you're never at dave and buster's like we always are in the middle of may i don't have time right now i don't even understand who's playing basketball anymore isn't it wnba time no wait I am playing basketball! You were at the game, you idiot! I thought it was an exhibition or something. No, it's the playoffs! Sorry, I've never been past the second round. I know, I'm sorry. Wait, no, no, you have. Were you in the Western Conference Finals? I don't know. With Goran Dragic, the Dragon Man, and Steve Nash, and Jason Richardson? What Marvel movies were out at that time? Oh, maybe Iron Man 2 that's how I I just that's how you gauge time that is that's how I do it now I got really weirded out by the timeline in Doctor Strange that's why I was playing so badly at the beginning this season oh. well Jim Boylan fixed that for you by making you run till you threw up every day man I threw up a lot I kind of think I might have an eating disorder now, Brooke. Robin, I'm sorry I'm not mad about that pretty man playing Batman. Well, once you're done with all this basketball and you start to focus on the things that really matter for you, maybe we can talk about what a disgrace it is. Why He's do not you hate it sick? so much? He's neither sick nor twisted. Batman's not sick or twisted. He is. He's dark. Except that the Nolan ones, he's very dark. The vampire the man th- is dark. Vampires what? love the dark. He's a vampire. He's not a real vampire. He's a pasty-faced English person. He doesn't so have the So is brain. Christian Bale. I don't know what your problem is. He's a real finesse, Batman. Christian Bale is big. The only thing I don't like is the dumb voice he uses. People don't talk like that, Brooke. What do you mean people don't talk like that? And nobody talks, don't be Batman. Where's Rachel? I hate Benny the Bull. Okay, I hate Benny the Bull too, Robin. Yeah. I, I'm sorry I'm playing basketball right now. It's okay, we'll focus I on it. I have to play the Warriors, remember? You were supposed to be on the Warriors. Yeah. But that bald man wouldn't let you go. Yeah, he grounded me so I couldn't leave both bald men yeah like the bald man with the money and the the bald man that makes you run they both wouldn't let you go and then that guy with the weird face who traded for me when I was super happy in New York City Mm-hmm. because you know what's the best thing about playing for the Knicks what they don't have a mascot true well they do though what's John McEnroe oh you're right that guy is sick and twisted. He <laughs> so sick and twisted. He's been in. What's your favorite John McEnroe film? Mr. Deeds. He's really good in that one. I mean, I really like his work on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty great. But I think my favorite McEnroe role is in Anger Management. Oh, that is a good one. All right. Oh. And what are your final thoughts on Batmanson? Well, now that I've talked to you, Brooke, I think that some of my disappointment about Robert Pattinson may have secretly been some sibling rivalry and frustration with not being able to reach the conference finals and or NBA finals myself, and instead sitting in the crowd like a fanboy But I do hope that you succeed. And also, if I ever get invited to a Saturday Night Live taping Mm -hmm. that features John McEnroe, much like the one with host Jeff Bridges and musical guests Eminem and Lil Wayne, Uh you could be my plus one. Oh, that'd be great. All right. Back to you, Sean and Joey. Yeah. I love you. Robin.
3: I love you too, Brooke. Um, that one was really weird. They didn't even see a movie. Also, Robin Lopez forgot he'd played in the conference finals in 2010.
4: Yeah, he, I guess, like, coming off the bench, or maybe he just, he doesn't seem to have, like, a a good handle of even, like, the structure of the playoffs. He
3: started six games.
4: (laughs) I just, I mean... I guess he was only twenty one then. They've never made a movie of that season, though. That is true. Yeah, they
3: are going to make a movie of this Buck season, though. I bet.
4: Yeah, it's going to end in. I don't think Brooke Lopez
3: knows his coach's name. No,
4: I mean he's been moving around a lot, and um,
3: he hasn't remembered a coach's name since (laughs) Lord's Freak.
4: Yeah, maybe if maybe if he had more of like a like, like if he knew. Coach Bud's origin story Mm -hmm. would stick better, or was like a graphic novel about his life or something. Oh, maybe,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Sean, that's been our episode. Really has. Um, If the news stays slow like this, I don't know if we're gonna do a Wednesday episode. I'm gonna say this right away. (laughs) Well, we gotta see. Yeah, I'm.
4: I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah, these these. I don't know. Let's see what happens tomorrow night. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, we might be making a... Uh, there might be a, an extent... The, the four finals previous podcasts. Who says no? Nobody. <laughs> finals do not start until May 30th. <laughs> 11 days from now.
3: Um. All right. Uh, Sean, what do you have to plug?
4: I... Yardbroker Collins, oh, if you're in Los Angeles, come see the Everything Report. It is at the clubhouse at 8 o'clock on Wednesday, May 22nd. The show is free. Sick, It uh, should be fun.
3: Yeah. Um, And then you can always follow me on Twitter, at Frankie Muniz, where on May 17th, I tweeted... After a crazy day of travel on planes, trains, and automobiles, I'm excited to be in Lille, France for At Geek Days show. Been practicing my French, but still only know how to say bonjour. At least I'm trying.
4: Seems like he could be trying a little harder, well, if that's the only thing he's learned.
3: Look, as a uh, as a fan of... Um, as someone who's friends with Sheriff Joe Arpaio, uh maybe um maybe he's walking a mile in uh, other people's shoes here a little bit, you know, about trying to speak a different language.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's nice. Look, he's trying. He is trying. I
3: don't know. Uh <laughs> Trust the process. Oh oh also I oh. did I did oh, do it. Oh, right, I, I did almost do forgot. A song again. Yeah, what What's what's the song, Sean?
4: It's uh, it's a tribute to to Game of Thrones. Trying to get in on that, uh, I did write it before watching the finale. However, mm-hmm. so you you will not be spoiled by this song. Well, wow,
3: you are really walking into the uh, the Grantland Junior for Kids territory. Garrett.
4: Oh well, you know it.
3: <laughs> the Thrones is theirs. Uh, they always say to stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, Sean. Yeah, it was my like my Bill Simmons isn't as good when I've done a Brook Lopez for <laughs> for, 20, for thirty minutes. Um, trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, shut it down. Let's um, all get disappointed by a show we watched for nine years. I guess seems uh, like people are pretty disappointed.
4: Yeah, that's um, ending sucked pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, yeah, yeah. Go watch John Wick 3. <laughs> what's well, so a late night this Sunday? Pressing shable until dawn. And I blog about it every day. Which NBA player is brawn? Like the Night King with the stab wound. Like a Mad Queen on a throne. It's the greatest streaming content. Besides it's on the zone. Now I believe that Luca's songs are a guaranteed big smash. But I really hope that round ball rock can get some spunk con cash. Like a brand without a die, wolf, like that Stark without a head. I wrote the song too early, so I'm not sure who's dead. And I will go on watching I'm loyal like Jon Snow Not really sure what's on now Maybe that's Zendaya's show Goodbye, bring all this back the and big little lies season two goodbye, we got no nobles goodbye, just your nobles so goodbye Stannis, goodbye, Stannis. Goodbye, then. goodbye then will we renew will we re- HBO, HBO again? again now some they die and some they live some go to Winterfell and Some they died from dragon fire And that Sheeran can go to hell You could throw me off the wall Drive me in the narrow sea Say I'm as dumb as Hodor Just don't take away my TV And I'll keep watching Ballers Giving Emmy to the Rock I'll never forget Davos And Theon had no car.
1: There's gonna be a prequel he
4: the suck But we'll kill fewer horses
1: Then good in luck
4: And now we got it Watch more billions good Sell more mayo, Small guys got millions good Oh yes we're done good with This dumb show Crash and still good on HBO Go no So goodbye good Omar. Good bad stringer string. Is this the is end, this the end for, the for the ringer
2: Hello, this is David Benioff Taking you inside the song
4: We decided to do this Luka Doncic parody song for Round Ball Rock Because part of the playoffs are ending, and, and such the show is ending, and uh, we just wanted to expose that with uh, a song parodying a pop song from 48 years ago. Let's talk about this for seven or eight minutes more. We thought the inclusion of Edmure Tully in the final theme